0: Beloved Church of God, beginning our service before God, let us stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope. Let the resurrection of Christ reign in our bodies. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we are grateful to Your holy name for this privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name. And so allow your inheritance in the name of the covenant of blood to be lifted to unreachable heights to us and to break all evil and sin that binds us. May in this service be cursed as before all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, Demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, covetousness, ignorance—all of this. Let it depart from the tents of your holy nation, and stand, Lord, in the place of your rest. You. And the ark of your greatness, and may your saints be clothed in your salvation, and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit, fill us with your Holy Spirit, and allow us to find your holy countenance. May the service be presented. Into your divine arms, guide it with your uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. May the Lord bless you, you may be seated.
1: And so, as always, before we begin to study the depths of our unsearchable inheritance that is in Jesus Christ, the unchanging epigraph of our study of our inheritance is Luke twenty-four forty-four. Then Jesus said to his disciples, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms. Saying these words, he began to ascend, and the cloud took him from their sight. These were the last words of Jesus that he testified that everything that was written about him has been fulfilled considering that the Church is the body of Christ. Everything that has been fulfilled for Christ will, is also to be fulfilled for us, so that we as the participants of the body of Christ would share with Christ the fulfillment of all that is written about Him in Scripture. We will continue to study our collaboration with the truth of the Word of God <clears throat> and our collaboration with, With what is our destiny, with the truth of the Word of God and the Holy Spirit, who reveals the truth in our heart, what we need to do from our side so that we can receive the right to the power to put off our former way of life so we can clothe our bodies into a new way of life. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which has been corrupted by its deceitful lusts, to be made new by the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new self, created by God in true righteousness and holiness. Ephesians 4, 22-24 <clears throat> This is an incredible purpose and calling of every child of God. And ev- if a child of God, that is born from the seed of the word of truth will not comprehend his calling, that it does not consist in evangelism, it does not consist in other forms of service or practicing of spiritual gifts, it consists in the fact that we bear him fruit, but for a person to bear him fruit, he needs to be submerged as a seed into the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, so we can ri- be risen in resurrection in a new f- form of fruit. So that we put off of ourselves, uh, the old man, it is necessary to submerge yourself into the death of the Lord Jesus, so we can you can die by the law for the law. If a person does not comprehend this calling whether he wants it or doesn't want it, whether he wants to hear it or not, the scriptures say that such a person will perish, his name will be blotted out of the book of life. He will not enter the new holy Jerusalem or heaven or anything that is an abomination or is, if a person has not cast off himself, the old man, how can this God accept such a person into heaven with his old man you say, well, yeah, my spirit is here, but my soul has died with the body, but your spirit will also die because your spirit's, the pur- the purpose and goal of your spirit is to save your soul and body, and so your soul needs to collaborate with their uh, renewed mind. And so we need to drive out from within ourselves the old man and cast him into hell who is the programmable system of the fallen cherubim. Who this program has passed on to us in the corrupt seed of our fathers. And so, to fulfill this decreeing commandment, this destiny affecting calling, we need to put uh, to use or put into practice three commen- commanding and fundamental acts to put off, be renewed, and put on. Fulfilling these three destiny impact and commanding and fundamental requirements will determine whether we transform ourselves into vessels of mercy or vessels of wrath. Every one of us has a choice to make. Every person needs to either transform himself into a vessel of mercy or a vessel of wrath. The fact that we were born from God does not mean that it, it is a finished form of salvation. We are uh, born from the seed of the word of truth and the seed needs to be turned so that we can profit, so we can receive this justification, so we can receive our salvation as a, a possession. And if we don't receive it, we will transform ourselves then into vessels of wrath. Or more specifically, will our salvation happen that is given to us in the format of a seed which identifies the deposit or guarantee of our justification that is given to us in salvation where we need to turn the three above-mentioned acts into profit in the death of the Lord Jesus so that in salvation we we can then obtain this salvation as a possession in the format of the fruit of righteousness. Otherwise, we will forever lose the justification that is given to us in the format of a deposit <clears throat> or the f- format of a guarantee, which is why our names that when we made a covenant of blood, a covenant of salt, and a covenant of peace with God in the baptism of water, Holy Spirit, and fire will, was written into the book of life in the format of the given to us guarantee, it will forever be then blotted out of the book of life. <clears throat> In a specific format, we already looked at the process contained in the first two requirements and stopped to study the process of the third requirement, specifically what conditions do we need to fulfill, so that by the means of our already renewed mind, we can begin the process of clothing ourselves into the power of the glory of our new person that is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness, or in Jesus Christ in righteousness and holy truth. Relevant to this, we stopped to study the The allegory contained in the 18th Psalm of David, where the Holy Spirit, with the wisdom and authority that he alone has, reveals the demands according to which we are called to collaborate our faith prayer with the name of God El Elyon, or God Most High. David turns to God and calls him God El Elyon, when God delivered him from all of his enemies and from his main enemy, which was Saul. He was not afraid of the Gentiles, and he never ran away from them. He overcame them. But he could not fight with Saul. He needed to escape from him. He couldn't just take and destroy Saul. He could have done this. He had everything to do this, all of the means, and God allowed Saul uh, to be available to him. But David said, I will not raise my hand against God's anointed, and this is a symbol of our mind through which God does perform a big, uh, a great work. And so, if God knows, if He destroys the mind, then nothing will work. He will not be able to save our soul and adopt the body.
0: And so, this
1: can condition consists in us calling upon the Most High as to our God and proclaiming the faith of our heart when we are in the circumstances of our tight situation, when we're casting off the old man, we call upon him stating who God is to us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, who we are to God in Jesus Christ, and do what do we need to do so that we can inherit all that God has done for us in Jesus Christ we note that the given allegory is one of the most powerful and voluminous examples demonstrating the collaboration of our renewed mind as King David with the name of God Most High and their violent conflict with our carnal mind in the form of King Saul and with governing sin as our old person with his deeds. And so our old person, he supports Saul and nourishes him, and Saul supports him. And it is by the means of the collaboration of our faith with the faith of God consisting of who God is to us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, who we are to God in Jesus Christ, and what we need to do to inherit all that God has done for us in Jesus Christ so that God can receive the proper basis he needs to join the battle for our earthly body so he can shame the governing within our body sin, which is the old person with his deeds, with the crushing power of his redemption, and with noise forever thrust him out into hell. In its character, the person Psalm of David contains three parts, where we see demonstrated an example of the character of our legitimate prayer, belonging to kings, priests, and prophets. And if we don't possess this virtue, then this word is not for us, and we don't then have the right to enter into His presence to worship in spirit and in truth. Unfortunately, millions of Christians they don't know what worshiping in spirit and in truth means. If you ask uh, the Pope or a, a, a priest, say, in the Orthodox churches, they will not be able to respond to you. Ask pastors of the Pentecostal churches, Episcopals, ask theologians, wherever whoever they may be, Baptists, Methodists, they won't be able to respond to you. All of these places are in the form of say slogans they're not ask them about what their calling is and they'll say we need to save the world all churches are focused on saving the world all churches are focused on filling their churches with people from the world but the Word of God is focused upon disciplining the daughters and the sons so that they can fulfill their calling casting off of themselves their old man with his deeds and renewing their mind, and then after that, having a renewed mind, they can then begin to worship God in spirit and in truth, so that they can clothe themselves into their new person, their body. And so the first part identifies the state of the heart of David as a warrior in prayer, his heart. This is the required basis for the legitimate status of his prayer, intrinsic to kings, priests, and prophets. The second part opens up the consistency of legitimate prayer itself, which belongs to kings, priests, and prophets, which gives God the proper basis to deliver us in the image of David from the hands of all of our enemies. I shall remind us that the virtue of a king consists in our mind being renewed with the spirit of our mind which gives us the power to the right to rule over the emotional aspect of our body and lead it under the bridle as our horse of war or horse of battle. The virtue of a priest gives us power to the right to run to God as warriors in prayer so that we can perform legitimate intercession for the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ. The virtue of a prophet gives our new person the right to enter the the Holy of Holies, so that we can hear the voice of God over the lid of the Golden Ark within our heart and provides God with the legitimate basis that He needs to hear the voice of our intercessions and respond to them. In a specific format, we already looked at the first part and stopped to look at the second part, which opens up the consistency of legitimate prayer in the eight names of God Most High. Everything that God gives to man, He gives in, uh, in prayer. It happens, communication in prayer, not just us together, but the Son of God and the Holy Spirit, their communication fellowship with the Father happens exclusively through prayer that are God's words that ca- came out of His mouth. And so we can pray only those words that came out of God's mouth. Those words give God the the basis He needs to fulfill for us what He has promised us. Those things that He has put upon our account in Jesus Christ. In a specific format, we already looked at the first part and have been studying the second part, which opens up the consistency of legitimate prayer in the eight names of God Most High, getting to know and confessing the power that is contained in the heart of David, which Are the eight names of God allowed David to love and call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised so that he can be saved from his enemies and God getting to know and confessing the truth that opens the power of his names within the heart of David provided God with the legit legit basis that he needed to use the power contained in the capabilities of his names in the battle against the enemies of David. It's important to know that everything that God will give us, he will give us uh, by the fruit that we will bear. He gives us the promise in in the seed and we are called to sow this seed in our heart, accept it, sow it, and grow it into fruit. And so when we confess this fruit, God will take these words of confession and will clothe us into those words. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and I have been saved from my enemies. Psalm 18, 1-4 And so let us together turn to God and we will tell Him who He is to us in these eight names. Lord, You are my strength. Lord, You are my rock. Lord, You are my fortress. Lord, You are my deliverer. Lord, You are my rock in whom I take refuge lord you are my shield lord you are the horn of my salvation and lord you are my stronghold may the lord hear this these words and these confessions and may he confirm this for us and make these confessions uh make us immovable in faith through these confessions and fulfill these these powers the abilities and these names Uh, for us that are deep in our heart as much as the Lord has allowed and according to the measure of our faith we already studied our inherited lot in Christ Jesus in the power of five names of God in the form of our strength rock fortress deliverer and living rock and stop to study our unsearchable inherited lot in Jesus Christ contained in the name of God who is our living shield Considering that the given nature of prayer, where David confesses his inherited lot in the eight names of God Most High, identifies the covenant that is made between God and man. Getting to know the eight names of God, which identify God's covenant with us, is a strategic teaching which is purposed to be the calling of every warrior in prayer, ones that have the virtue of kings, priests, and prophets, who are anointed to rule over their earthly body. If a person has not accepted the given to him anointing to govern over his calling, which is his mortal body, in the status of a king, priest, and prophet, and he's always trying to rebuke specific demons in someone or somewhere, he sees them everywhere, so then such a person, if he will not accept to him, except for himself, the anointing to govern over his calling, his mortal body, in the status of a king priest and prophet so that he can change it into the virtue of a heavenly body then this revelation that is purposed for worshiping God in prayer will not benefit him in any way and so the name of God in the virtue of our living shield is presented in scripture as a living protection that is ranked in scripture for warriors in prayer as their military armor or weaponry and the purpose of such a shield is called by God to block us and protect us as warriors in prayer who battle for the interests of the will of God. Therefore the name of God in the form of our living shield consists in standing between us and our enemies, and in this way take upon himself the hits of the perverse vile curse that is passed on to us by the corrupt seed of the sinful life of our fathers in the flesh and to give God the legitimate foundation that He needs to stand at our right side, and uh, as well as between us and our enemies, so that in the one and other situation He can take upon Himself the hits that are directed at us by our enemies upon Himself, it is necessary for us to collaborate our faith with the name of God, living shield. I shall remind us of this place, and the angel of God who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Exodus fourteen nineteen twenty. 20 <coughs> As soon as the en- enemy uh, appeared behind them, Lord, Im- the Lord immediately stood between us and our enemies. In the given circumstances, when the Egypt of our soul tries to return us or take us back to slavery, our new person collaborating with the name of God's shield will hear the noise of the pursuing enemy who is targeting him and the one from whom he was initially delivered. And they will never come close to each other. And it happens that this fatal hit that is directed against our liberty from sin will fall upon Christ. It falls upon Christ at this moment, who will be taken from the earth and is nailed to the cross. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's house because zeal for your house has eaten me up and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. Psalm 69, 8, 9. And so those who reproach. And so all of hell reproaches the church before God. You remember the book of Job when Satan came and he was uh, speaking things against Job. Jesus says, zeal for your house has eaten me up, and so he takes this reproach that is falling on the church and upon God, and he takes them on himself. And in this way, he keeps us from sin. Therefore, the quality and lexicon in identifying the name of God's shield, as with the previous names of God Most High, is not able to be found in any dictionary of the world. So to be our living shield so that he can take upon himself the hits of the vile curse that pursues us by the sinful seed of our fathers, this is to protect and block us from the wrath of God, protect and block us from the deception of the evil one, protect and block us from the evil and slanderous tongue, protect and block us from the curse of all nature of illness, slanderous tongue, millions of Christians, good Christians have gone to hell because they were not protected, they did not have this living shield and when someone said something against them, they, uh, it broke them pain struck their heart and they said, how is it in the church someone can say this to me can do this to me, what kind of church is this? And they were tempted and they left, not realizing that leaving the church being stumbling upon the church, they actually left God they leave God forever because they forgot that there is a law of forgiveness, forgiving those that may offend you, that may say something against you. And so to allow them, to allow then God the ability to judge between you and the other person, protect and block us from the curse of all nature of illness, protect and block us from the curse of poverty, protect and block us from the curse of untimely or early uh, early form of death, and protect us from the sinful life that is passed on to us from our fathers. Looking at this list, which contains such intervention from all nature of existing enemy, the Holy Spirit in the given prayer psalm of David, in the meaning of the name of God's shield, has concealed the inherited lot of the Son of God, in whom and by whom every person collaborating their faith with the faith of God, in the name of God's shield, is called to be protected from their enemies and also receive the victorious ability to keep and increase the profit received from the silver of our salvation as a shield of a warrior in prayer. It's not just a means of uh, defense, but also offense to be able to increase again the profit received from the silver of our salvation, which we have turned to profit in the death of our Lord Jesus, consisting in the adoption of our body by the redemption of Christ, and is a component of the promise of imperishable food. Considering such a necessary tandem and such a union of God and man, it becomes vital for us to determine in each aspect of our essence the role of God and the role of man. That is, what role of in protecting us, what role does God have, and what do I need to do in this situation? And I have to understand the fact that I need to take the first steps, and then He will act. Because in this protection, in this safety, He is our helper. The, the main role, the primary role is on us. Dra- come near to me, and I will come near to you. God wants man to begin to seek Him. If you will seek Me, diligently seek Me, I will be found by you. There's a role that we need to fulfill, and a person often not understanding their role in God's role is fulfilling God's role, attempting to fulfill it, but not their own. It's the same thing that happens in marriages. Husband tries to fulfill the role of the wife, the wife tries to fulfill the role of the husband. I've asked sometimes, Uh, young people after they are married what did you remember Uh, I asked the wife well husbands need to love their wives and the husband remembers well the wife needs to fear her husband they don't remember their role they remember the role of the other person She doesn't uh, remember her responsibility, and he doesn't remember his responsibility, and each has their opinion and demand it from the other. uh, As she will expect how he needs to provide for her and treat her, and if he doesn't know this, or uh, doesn't know how she may have fantasized it in her mind, she gets upset and offended, and he doesn't know what to do. He's confused, or the opposite that happens with husbands as well. He. And so these things happen because the roles are not clear to them. The husband doesn't know his role, the wife doesn't know her role. A child of God doesn't know their role, what they need to do so God protect them. And so we uh, decided to study four classical questions according to scripture, what are the identifications and qualities of the name of God and the purpose of His glorious name, shield? What purpose, being in the role of our protector, did God allocate for Himself and what role has He placed upon us? What conditions do we need to fulfill to provide God with the proper foundation? We fulfill our role, our conditions, the conditions we have, and then we provide God with a prop- the proper foundation He needs to allow us to take part in the unsearchable inheritance of His name in the virtue of a living shield of our faith. So this shield works in our life by what signs do examine ourselves as to whether we are truly collaborating our faith with the faith of God in the virtue of His name shield. Considering this, I will remind us that all of the works of God that are in relation to our protection we we see here that God, uh, collaborating our faith with the faith of God, where we see the role of God in the function of our helper, and the role of man in the function of the responsible party, clearly we see need to see these identified and outlined. This means that until we fulfill our role, identified in the three above-mentioned acts, God won't protect us when we'll be casting off our old man with his deeds, because he did not protect Christ upon the cross when he was dying and when we are in the death of Jesus we're dying we're dying for the old man he won't so what? so he will protect us so we not die for the old man? this is harsh a very harsh resistance and God won't protect us in that moment we needed trust that we will die and we will be raised again Jesus said in the third third day, I will rise again, and we need to understand that what we overcome, experience this uh, very difficult battle, it won't be eternal; it will pass, and we will raise, be raised in a new form. And when we will be raised in a new form, this is where God will help us. And so, until we not fulfill, until we fulfill our role, uh, God will not have the legitimate basis to fulfill His role, so that He can destroy the stronghold of death in our body and replace it with the erection of the stronghold of life. Casting off of ourselves our old man with his deeds, uh, we cast off our old man, the stronghold of death still remains, because the stronghold of death is the holiness of God, God's law. This is not the devil. The stronghold of death is God's holiness. And when we cast off of ourself the old man, then the holiness of the Lord is no longer our enemy. He does not condemn us. It's the opposite. He protects us. <clears throat> and it destroys the stronghold of death, and the stronghold of death is then replaced with the stronghold of life or the stronghold of grace not having clear and exhaustive responses to these questions, which we are able to receive exclusively by being instructed in faith by those whom God has placed and not those we've elected, We will not have any opportunity to turn our silver to profit in the form of the existing in us deposit of salvation so that we can then receive our salvation as a possession in the fruit of our spirit that is grown in the Eden of our spirit. And this means that without a strict and voluntary obedience to the preached word spoken by the person who possesses the authority of a father of God, and his helpers that are in the same spirit with him, we will not have any opportunity opportunity to receive profit in the form of the fruit of righteousness from the seed of guarantee that we have turned to profit or that we have invested. For all of the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen to the glory of God through us. 2 Corinthians one twenty. Apostle Paul says, all of the promises of God a person can receive uh, through the apostles. <clears throat> And so, because of the apostolic service, an apostle is also an evangelist and pastor and teacher and prophet. But a prophet, evangelist, pastor and teacher are not always an apostle. Because only an apostle is given the seat. And not even to all, but to some apostles. The rest of the apostles... They will be waters. They will take from the uh, apostle, receive the seed. Apostle Paul was surrounded by apostles, uh, Timothy, Luke, and others, Mark. These were all apostles that surrounded uh, Paul, but they did not have the seed. They were the waters. They took from Apostle Paul his revelations, and they preached these revelations if studying our inherited lot in the virtue of the name of God's shield we will be studying its power as something separate from the confession of the faith of God that is concealed within our heart then we will not end up with the protection of God but instead with our own personal doom because God in all of his powerful and unchanging names can be the lot of our inheritance exclusively in the situation when this lot becomes the component of the confession of the faith of God that is concealed within our good heart in the form of the truth consisting of the virtue of the elementary teaching of Christ. And before we receive the right to the power to confess our inherited lot, that is contained in the name of God's shield as the component of the faith of our heart, it is necessary to pay the price for the right to be a student of Christ, whose heart is able to receive the seed of the planted Word and grow grow it so that it can demonstrate its power in the fruit of righteousness that is manifested in justice. And we will remember that only that person that thirsts to hear the Word of God, drills into the Word, lives by this Word, abides in this Word and this word abides in him, is able to stand in battle against the ancient serpent and escape the deceptive nets of the devil so that he can inherit the adoption of his body by the redemption of Christ. If you pay attention, these great evangelical services, they never uh, focus on the word or the sermon. mainly focused on practicing spiritual gifts, rebuking demons, there's a lot of noise that is present. A person comes out and says things that are not clear and short and does not actually, he just speaks slogans, he doesn't actually explain anything and then there's great noise and shouting and uh, supernatural power then comes upon people, it's as if they are plugged into a wall into an outlet and they're shaking I've been I've seen such services and I was surprised that I'm changing this this situation where it's dry and when I looked at in the eyes of Benny I saw the devil in his eyes and I thought this can't be possible Lord what is this I prayed His, I was very close during that service and there were other people next to me that were shaking uh, because it was a power that truly was present. But I didn't feel that power. He waved the ha- his hand, and all of the people would just fall. Uh, people were falling around me, but I stood. I wasn't against. Fa- I wasn't against falling. I would. I would be happy being inspired by the Holy Spirit to fall, but that it be God's power that's doing this. But I wasn't. And it was the opposite. I felt dr- uh, a dryness and and some kind of sorrow and pain. And I didn't understand until a specific time what this was, why, why this was happening. And only later did the Lord reveal that this person is a false apostle. He doesn't have the Word. He doesn't know the Word. He's not taught the Word of God. He just earns large amounts of money. And People want what the crowds come not to listen to the word. They don't value the word. They don't. When he speaks, they want him to quickly finish so that they can begin. To, so he can begin to heal. So that he begins to pray about healing, and that's the only reason they come. They don't come to hear the word of God. They come to see miracles and signs, and this is unfortunate. Jesus, with sorrow, said. You you search for me not because you ate bread, not because you saw the miracles, but because you ate bread and were filled. They did not see the miracle of God's Word, that it was the Word of God that actually did it. So we need to pay attention to the Word of God. And so that person that thirsts to hear the Word of God, Again, drills into this word, lives by this word, abides in this word, and this word abides in him. Is able to stand in battle against the ancient serpent and escape the deceptive nets of the devil. In these evangelical uh, services, the practicing of spiritual gifts, anointing, blessings, miracles, and so and so forth, because that is what the Satan will use to deceive people. He'll have great power and will promote these false signs. Without the collaboration of our faith with the powers contained in the name of God's shield concealed in our heart, we will not be able to please God, as it is written. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, and faith is obedience of the Obedience to the truth of the word, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11.6 In a specific format, we are to looked at the first two questions and have stopped to study question 3, what conditions we need to fulfill to provide God with the proper foundation he needs to allow us to partake in the unsearchable inheritance of his name, the virtue of a living shield of our faith, Three of the components of the price giving God the legitimate foundation He needs to allow us to partake in the unsearchable inheritance of His name in the form of the living shield of our faith have already been subjects of our study. I shall remind us of them, first component of the price giving us power to the right to partake of the imperishable and unsearchable inheritance of Christ and God that is contained in the power that is in the name of God's shield consists in fulfilling the condition giving us the ability to worship the Heavenly Father in spirit and in truth. God is spirit and those who Worship him must worship in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. John 4 24 23. Second component of the price, giving us the power to the right, is to uh, accept the Gadites who came to us in the wilderness to demonstrate for us the power of the name of God in the virtue of our living shield. From every tribe, people came to make him king. In the wilderness, they came. Because he was David was in the wilderness and from all tribes of Israel the most confident, the boldest of men came out. These were warriors. It wasn't just simple people that came there, it was warriors who, who went there. And so the Gadites from the tribe of Gad some Gadites joined David at the stronghold in the wilderness. Mighty men of valor, men trained for battle, who could handle shield and spear, whose faces were like the faces of lions and were as swift as gazelles on the mountains. <clears throat> First Chronicles twelve eight. <clears throat> The third component of the price is the ability uh, that consists in obtaining a righteous heart before God. My defense is of God who saves the upright in heart, Psalm 7.10. And so sometimes a person may think that he has a righteous heart. He needs to know, according to Scripture, how you can obtain a righteous heart. You can't obtain a righteous heart until you are in the state of, of, of being an infant in Christ or are an infant in Christ, because how can you have an, a righteous heart if you're constantly stumbling, attracted by various winds of doctrine and listen to all different preachers? Uh, you don't have a person who is placed by God who can carry responsibility for you and that you, are, that you answer to. You don't want to be answering to anyone but want to listen to everyone one pastor that I had excluded he said I'm not a prostitute I don't open my legs to anyone passing by and I said well this is what you're saying if you listen to everyone and this is a seed when you listen to one then this is a legitimate marriage whom God has placed in the church but when you listen to uh, various churches these are all seed that you're receiving you're not knowing who they are you listen to them Fourth component of the price, giving us the power to the right to partake in the imperishable and unsearchable inheritance of Christ and God, contained in the power of the name of God's shield, taking the hit that are directed at us on Himself, is called to consist in walking before God. The command to walk before God is found in more than 200 places of Scripture, from which we can conclude that this command is elevated in rank as a covenant between God and man, which identifies the commandment of the Lord which will allow us to inherit eternal life when we follow it. In the original, to walk before God means to walk in light of the word which comes from the mouth of God, to walk the path of the Lord performing righteousness and justice, to be vigilant in prayer, bear the fruit of righteousness to God, command your children and your house to walk the path of the Lord, to offer God the sacrifice of praise and the fruit of the mouth that praises God, to have the fruit of righteousness rule within your body, clothe your body into the fruit of righteousness to show goodness in the fruit of righteousness to the vessels of mercy, to show severity in the fruit of righteousness to vessels of wrath. This is what it means to walk before God. The preamble to walking before God is the necessity by being instructed in the faith to learn who God is to us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ in the plan of our redemption from from sin and death by the blood of the cross of Christ and who we are to God in Jesus Christ and what conditions we need to fulfill and not change or damage their originality so that we can inherit all that God has done that he has promised in Jesus Christ. Walking before God presents the image of perfection that is inherent to our heavenly father. Presented in the 12 foundations of the wall of the new new and holy Jerusalem from the multitude of places of scripture, I will bring forth 12 components, examples of walking before God, although there are many more of them Therefore we will keep in mind that for keeping the commandments consisting of walking before God we are promised a reward and for defying this command we are promised punishment. Considering this the sequence of the components is not too significant or too important. You can they can uh, be interchangeable uh <clears throat> each one is an example of its own first component of the example of walking before God consists in the obedience of our faith to the faith of God to receive into the good soil of our heart the seed of promise that drives away death from our carnal body so that we can grow it into the fruit of the spirit in the name of methuselah <clears throat> you can't immediately have fruit <clears throat> You can't immediately use fruit to drive away death in your body. You need to first receive the seed into your entrails, into your spirit, grow it into the fruit of Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. And so that means that before Methuselah, he did not have the opportunity to walk before God. Eno, uh, Enoch walked with God 300 years so all the days of Enoch were 365 years and Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him Genesis 5.22-24 through 24. <clears throat> According to this place of scripture only after the birth of Methuselah Enoch received the ability to walk before God which indicates the fact that until we obey our faith to the faith of God the preach to us words about the erection of the kingdom of heaven inside of us, the power of the old person who lives in our mortal body will not be eradicated and we will not have any opportunity or ability to walk before God. <coughs> the reward for walking before God for Enoch was him being taken to God and he did not see death. As before he was taken, he received testimony that he pleased God. The essence of pleasing God, consisting of Enoch walking before God, was the result of him obeying his faith to the faith of God. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews eleven five six and you can please him when you bear Methuselah, when the fruit of righteousness is grown in the Eden of our heart, and it will drive away death from within our heart growing the fruit of the tree of life in the name of Methuselah, who drives away death in the form of governing sin that lives in our mortal body in the form of our old person is called to become in our body a morning star that rises on the horizon of our spirit that before we are taken from this earth will be a testimony that we have pleased God. Therefore, first, to grow the tree of life in the Eden of our heart means to establish a covenant that is made between us and God. Second, to grow the tree of life in the Eden of our heart means to make the grace of Christ govern in our heart by the means of the righteousness of our faith, demonstrated in the received by us promise consisting of the erection of the stronghold of life in our body and clothing our body into the resurrection of Christ. As it is written, so that as sin reigned in death, even so grace might Reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5.21 And so, sin reigned in death in our body. It was our husband, and so it reigned. And we depended from him. We understood we didn't want to sin. Paul says, the good I want to do, I do. The good I want to do, I don't do. And the bad I don't want to do, I do. Because something evil lives within me. What do I do? You need to receive the seed of grow it into the fruit of Methuselah. Third, to grow the tree of life in the Eden of your heart means count yourself dead to sin and living for God, proclaim the not-existent stronghold of incorruption in your mortal body as existent. And this will be a guarantee then of our rapture. Second component, the example of walking before God, providing God with a legitimate foundation to be our living shield, taking upon himself the hits that are directed at us by our enemies, consists in having the fruit of righteousness rule in the name of the three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah begot three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Genesis 6, 8-10. through 10. <clears throat> Noah walked before God, and the reason he walked before God, he was able to walk before God, was because he bore three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Noah finding grace in the eyes of the Lord happened as a result of the grace of God that began to rule in his heart by his righteousness and uprightness providing God with legitimate grounds in the form of his name Shield to take upon himself the fatal hits that were directed at Noah by his enemies again I will read this place so that as sin reigned in death even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord Romans 5 21 for Noah Jesus became the ark and he in the death of the Lord Jesus was submerged and this arc was <coughs> submerged in the depths of waters, as we know. And this was a s- simple, as it were, box that had three levels. If you can imagine how this box can be tossed, as today, there are waves that reach 100 meters high. There are such uh, waves. If you can imagine, the whole earth was an ocean, And all of the depths of the waters were opened up, the flood gates were opened. And so, this was a symbol of, uh, he was submerged into the death of the Lord Jesus. And so, the result of Noah walking before God consisted of him being saved from the waters of the flood, demonstrated in his three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. These are the fruits of the Spirit. Speaking of salvation that is demonstrated in the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth became a guarantee of his salvation from, ra- from the wrath of God that was demonstrated in the waters of the flood of the entire world. The symbol of the fruit of the Spirit in the three sons of Noah represented the abiding of the righteousness and uprightness in his spirit, also in his spirit, and his soul, and his body, so all three, because of this fruit that he had as looking at the name of Shem, it is the glory of God. The name Ham is scorching or hot. One who's living, so we understand. And Japheth is made the Lord enlarge or expand. And so, when it's talking about us expanding our tents, enlarging our tents, there are territories that belong to us but are within the hands of our enemies. And for us to be able to take control of them we need to expand enlarge our tents and this can happen through Japheth the fruit of Japheth I shall remind us that the righteousness and uprightness of the heart of Noah and the fruit of his spirit in the name Shem which gave him a guarantee to salvation from the flood of the entire world consisted in the fact that the heart of Noah contained the glory of God in the form of Christ who lived within his heart the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations but now has been revealed to his saints to them God will to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles which is Christ in you the hope of glory Him he, we preach warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus Colossians 1 through 28 and so in this way Shem is the glory of God that was in the spirit this was the fruit of the spirit the righteousness and uprightness of the heart of Noah in the fruit of his spirit in the name Ham, giving him the guarantee to salvation from the flood of the entire world, consisted in the fact that the fruit of Ham, in the fruit of Ham, Noah received the promise for his body, that is the stronghold of life, because to be hot means to be living for God and dead to sin, which literally means that Noah counted himself dead to sin, living for God, proclaiming the not existent stronghold of life in his body as existent. This is what ham is. In in, in our language, Or it's, it seems as a not very pleasant name, but this is what it means, living or hot. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Revelations 3, 15, 16. And so cold is dead to sin and hot is living for God. But when a person is lukewarm, then he is not for God or the devil. You really don't know. You need to either depend on him or not. The righteousness and uprightness of the heart of Noah and the fruit of, of the Spirit, presenting his expansion or increase in the name Japheth, and giving him the guarantee to salvation from the flood of the entire world, consisted in the fact that Noah and the fruit of his Spirit in the name Japheth, dwelled in the tents of Shem. In result of the dwelling of Japheth in the tents of Shem, Canaan the son of Ham becomes a servant to Japheth. And he said Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem and may Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth and may he dwell in the tents of Shem and may Canaan be his servant. Genesis 9, 26, 27 And so Japheth dwells in the tents of of Shem and Canaan becomes the servant then of Japheth the enlargement or dwelling of Japheth in the tents of Shem is the collaboration of our renewed mind identifying the reasonable aspect of our soul in the name Japheth with the mind of Christ in the name of Shem identifying the reasonable aspect of our spirit. And so when our mind begins to work, our renewed mind begins to work with our spirit, he dwells then in the tents of Shem in this glory he he, he uh, pretty much is in this truth, he lives in this truth, and the body becomes then the servant. Canaan, symbol of the body, becomes a slave or servant of Japheth, not the spirit who rules the body, but the soul, then the mind uh, controls the body. The governance of Japheth over Canaan, the son of Ham, is the governance of our renewed mind over the emotional aspect of our soul, that it, as a ruler of God with the rod of His mouth, was called to control our emotional horse? And so, Ham is the emotional horse that we need to control, and we can control our mind only when it is it, it dwelling in the in the tents of Shem, when his renew the renewed mind will collaborate with the mind of our spirit. First, because of the presence of the fruit of the righteousness of Noah in the three names, of his son, three names of his sons, God received the foundation he needed to give Noah revelation that Noah fulfilled and inherited salvation for his household. Second, because of the presence of the fruit of righteousness of the righteousness of Noah in the names of his three sons, Noah judged the whole world and became the heirs of righteousness by faith. We're talking about walking before God, a person who who hasn't received the promise for his body and his soul and his spirit, uh, a person hasn't received these, he can't be uh, walking before God. And so your spirit is saved, but your soul isn't yet saved, and it doesn't behave as if it's saved. It has jealousy, it has quarreling, it's jealous, it does other things, and you know when things aren't, aren't going well. But when all three aspects of our personal essence, our spirit, soul, and body, become upright before God, then will we be able to walk before God? Because we bear these three sons and grow these fruits of righteousness, Noah was able to walk before God, and that is why God saved him from the great flood. We're studying uh, what it means to walk before God. Third component, the example of walking before God, providing God with a legitimate foundation to be our living shield, and again, He won't be our living shield if we don't walk before Him, taking upon Himself the hits that are directed at us by our enemies is the necessity, like Abraham, to bear the fruit of righteousness to God, consisting of Him leaving His nation, the house of His Father, and His soul, so that He can make a covenant with God manifested in His circumcision." And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am doing? Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. For I have known him, in order that he may command his children and his household after him, that they keep the ways of the Lord, to do righteousness and justice, that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. Genesis eighteen seventeen through 19 To walk the ways of the Lord is to walk before the Lord. We need to immediately note that according to the testimony of Scripture, the sons of Abraham and the house of Abraham is every person who walks the footsteps of Abraham, independent of the status of his nation, tribe, tongue, or whether he is a male or a female. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God, walk before me and be blameless. And so when he was 99 years old, the Lord called him to walk before him. Which means he tried to walk before God before this time and it didn't work. And be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you he did not yet have a covenant. He was 99 years old. He didn't have yet a covenant with him. He had a cov- one covenant he had made with him, but this is talking about a different covenant. And I will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abraham, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and a king shall and kings shall come from you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to God and your descendants after you, and I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger, all the land of Canaan as an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant and your descendants after you throughout their generations this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you every male child among you shall be circumcised and you shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskin and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you he who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised every male child in the generations he he who is born in your house or bought with money from it from a foreigner who is not your descendant he who is born in your house and he who is brought bought with your money must be circumcised and my covenant shall be in your flesh for an everlasting covenant and the uncircumcised male child who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that person shall be cut off from the people, he has broken my covenant Genesis 17 1 through 14 and one who is born with silver from a foreigner Who? who is this one who can be purchased uh, from a foreigner. What in our essence is a foreigner? Because our spirit is inherent to God, but our soul and our body are foreigners. They need to be purchased, they need to be circumcised. Not agreeing with the predestination of God that Abraham would become a become by God the father of many nations, that in the name of Abraham all of the nations of the earth would be blessed, Israel for the most part became arrogant and fell into disobedience and therefore brought upon itself the wrath of God, because they did not acknowledge that Abraham was the father of many nations. They were saying he is the father only of Israel, only Jews. As according to the words of God, the partaking of every person to the descendants of Abraham was to be defined not by their origination from Abraham by flesh, but by their origination from Abraham by faith, confirmed by God in circumcision, not just the foreskin, but the circumcision of the foreskin of the heart, which allowed Abraham to walk before God. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the lord your god also the earth with all that is in it the lord delighted only in your fathers to love them and he chose your descendants after them you you above all people as it is this day therefore circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff necked no longer he was talking about the foreskin here again of your heart and be stiff necked no longer for the lord your god is god of gods and lord of lords the great god mighty and awesome who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe he administers justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger giving him food and clothing deuteronomy 1014 through 18. and here's one other place of scripture that contains in the that is contained in the New Testament that unequivocally testifies of the fact that the Israelites can call themselves so not by being children by flesh but being children by of the promise, because the name Israel means a warrior in prayer who allows God to battle together with him in prayer against the deadly threats of his uncrucified flesh in the form of Esau. Therefore, having received the name Israel, Jacob began to be called a warrior in prayer. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel, nor are they all children, because they are the seed of Abraham, but in Isaac your seed shall be called. That is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the the children of God, but the children of the Promise are counted as the seed, Romans nine six through eight. According to the given place, the category of people who have made their stance on their heritage in the flesh from Abraham are identified in Scripture by Christ as children of the devil who have resisted justification by faith and killed the long awaited by Israel Messiah, having crucified him upon the shameful cross. And when Pilate, the representative and pr- Procurator of Rome in Jerusalem tried to save Christ from being killed upon the cross, having washed his hands before the Jews as a sign of the fact that he is not guilty in the blood of of this man, they with one voice responded, let his blood be on us and our children. Here is one of the dialogues Jesus had with the Jews. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, "If if Abraham were your father, you were his children, you would do the works Abraham does. But now you seek to kill me, a man who has told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father, then They said to him, We were not born of fornication, we have one Father, God. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my words. You are of your Father, the devil, the desires of your your Father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own resources for he is a liar and the father of it. John
0: 837 through44
1: the fact that Abraham is made by God the Father of all who believe in Jesus Christ from all tribes, tongues, nations, and peoples is confirmed by many places of Scripture. Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of the faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture says, for seeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of the faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue, and all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evidence for the just shall live by faith it is written Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. For you are all sons of God through, Christ, through faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, nor slave nor free, nor male nor female. For we are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians three six through twenty-nine. Fourth component component, the example of walking before God, providing God with a legitimate foundation to be our living shield, taking upon himself the hits that are directed at us by our enemies, consisted of the need to seek the Lord, to walk in his commandments, and to not and not do according to the acts of Israel who actually were not so. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David and did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of of his father and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand, and all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat, and he had riches and honor in abundance, and his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he removed the high places and wooden images from Judah. Second uh, Chronicles seventeen
0: three through
1: 6 Walking in the ways of His Father in the form of the person who is clothed into the authority of, a, of God to plant the seed of truth identifying the kingdom of heaven inside of us means to tend the thoughts of your Father at the same time, to seek the Lord means to seek the ways of your Father. Considering this, the verb seek means to worry about, care about, keep, take care of, ask about, to seek or search for, to reveal or make known, to be found in God. It's talking about the thoughts of God. In result of us tending the thoughts of our Father, God will establish the kingdom in our hand within the, bu- within the boundaries of our essence testimony of the fact that God established the kingdom in our hands over the boundaries of our essence will be evident in the fact that the Jews that we tended in the form of our thoughts uh, which are thoughts of our Father will find themselves in the imperishable riches and honor by confessing with our mouth the faith God uh, the faith of God due to which we will be exalted upon the paths of the Lord and so when we will be confessing this glory this will be that wealth that the Jews brought the riches that the Jews brought to Jehoshaphat. Fifth component, the example of walking before God, providing God with a legitimate foundation to be our living shield, taking upon himself the hits that are directed at us by our enemies, consisted in the necessity, like David, to establish the kingdom or governance over your personal essence. Establishing our kingdom within the boundaries of our essence is that the Holy Spirit in the form of the King of Tyre, Hiram, will build our body into a house of righteousness, and the foundation of it will be of stones, and the house itself that is erected upon this foundation is cedar. Then Hiram king of Tyre sent messengers to David, and cedar trees, and carpenters, and masons, and they built David a house, so David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel, and that he had exalted his, his kingdom for the sake of of his people Israel. Second Samuel 5, 11, 12 Messengers of Hiram, the king of Tyre, are the messengers of God in the form of apostles who plant the seed of truth and those who water the seed. The carpenters and masons of Hiram, the king of Tyre, are our lips that confess the faith of God, abiding in the Eden of our heart in the format of promises, identifying the stronghold of life called to be erected in our body. It's written, Build of yourself a living house. When we with our mouth confess the truth that is concealed in our heart, we become those masons and carpenters of, the, of Hiram King of Tyre, the Holy Spirit. The building materials in the form of stones placed into the foundation of the house of righteousness is the teaching of the apostles and prophets having Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grown into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit, Ephesians two nineteen 19-22. In this way, the building materials in the form of stones that are placed into the foundation that are for our house of righteousness is the treasury of our hope, which contains the bond of all of the promises of God that are called to come to pass by the grown in the Eden of our heart fruit of the tree of life. The building materials in the form of cedar from which the house of righteousness is built upon the foundation of the teaching of the apostles and prophets, having Jesus Christ himself as the cornerstone, is the truth that contains the teaching about trust in God. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, he shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in an old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Psalm 92, 12 through 15. In the given ca- allegory, the symbol of the Lebanon mountains upon with, which the cedar cedars of lebanon flourish and grow is the foundation in the treasury of our hope at the same time the cedars that grow upon the heights of the mountains of lebanon is our trust upon god and upon his word but my eyes are upon you O god the lord <clears throat> in you i take refuge do not leave my soul destitute keep me from the snares they have laid for me and from the traps of the workers of iniquity psalm 141 8, 9 According to the meaning contained in this phrase, first prayer that does not possess the element of trust upon God can direct our eyes to anything else but God because as it is, we focus our eyes only on the things that we trust in. What is our God and what we worship? Second, trust upon God provides God with the foundation that He needs to fulfill our request so that He not leave our soul destitute and keep us from the snares and traps of the workers of iniquity that are laid for us we more than once have paid attention to the unfortunate fact that the discipline or truth of the virtue of trust is often mixed up by unfortunate preachers either with faith or with hope and is often like meekness and humility considered the same when actually trust is the fruit of our spirit that grows from the root system of hope upon God and His Word that we have in the Eden of our spirit. Just as meekness or gentleness produces or bears humility, faith drawing its resources from hope produces trust. Therefore we can trust only in what we believe and what we rely upon because to trust in something means to depend on something, to lean on something, to look upon something, to erect your building on something. Because a building is built upon a foundation, not upon sand. And this something needs to be a foundation or a ground of hope, consisting of specific elements, that, and these include the complex of all of the promises. Therefore, the phrase, to trust in God, means to depend on God, to lean upon God, to thank God, to look upon God, to demonstrate your faith and hope upon God, to erect your building upon God, may God your pillar and support, may God your stronghold, fortress and safety. at the same time the word hope means waiting or yearning for those promises that God has promised to fulfill for us in the time that he has decided and he's placed them in again Jesus Christ for us upon the condition of course that they're in our heart therefore when our faith needs to make something happen that God has promised then it takes from what is waiting that is from the treasury of hope As it is written now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, Hebrews 11.1. Faith is the substance substance of things hoped for. And so to wait, because what you're waiting for is hope. So, So when in our heart we will have a foundation of hope in the format of the teaching of the apostles and prophets, together with Christ, upon whom you can erect your building, that is when we will have the ability to trust in something. A Psalm of David, Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity. I have also trusted in the Lord. I shall not slip. Psalm 26.1 And so trust is the building material that we talked about earlier. This is precious material from which you are called to build the foundation of our hope. And so, it says in Scripture, L- see what you are building your hope out of, because you can also uh, use uh, maybe hay or other materials, but when it's tested, it'll be burned. And so, precious materials, metals, uh, uh, stones, these uh, when they're tested by fire, they actually are purified further. And so, unfortunately, in a person's foundation was not built properly, sometimes God will save this person as a form of mercy, but he did not live a holy life. And why does it turn out this way with some people? Because they don't live a holy life. They continue to live their life uh, in the flesh because it's more comfortable and they lose then their trust, it is, you know, thanks to God that they don't lose their salvation, because not all have this hope, some build, but I say that some people don't build at all, and they don't have trust, they don't have hope, they think they have it, they weren't told what hope is, what trust is. And so when they're you're trying to explain it to them, they just say, well, I accept Jesus as my personal Savior, but you accept Jesus Christ in His elementary teaching, if you've accepted me and you love me, you need My my truth, you need to follow my commandments if you love me. But a person doesn't know the commandments, and so in every church you'll see they have their own commandments, and their made-up commandments are more important than God's commandments often their form of clothing they focus on that instead the hair hair uh, style that you wear uh, whether you're a man or a woman a, a woman needs to always consider herself lower in some in some way and so if they, they tell the bride that or the wife that if you see that if he's if your husband is walking uh, And you see, they're coming, uh, getting ahead of him a little bit. Wait uh, patiently so that he can walk a little bit in front of you. I heard one person literally was uh, saying such things on the radio. And they, uh, God created a man and a woman in His image and likeness, and He called them human being, called them human beings. And so, God has these qualities of a woman and a man in Himself, and what, did he decide to take one of his qualities and m- make it lower than his other quality? That's not possible. All of them are in balance. He, it's the same thing here. If the husband's given the right, he doesn't have the right to uh, be a king over her, but carry responsibility for her, that's a very different thing. Sixth component, the example of walking before God, providing God with a legitimate foundation to be our living shield, taking upon Himself the hits that are directed at us by our enemies, is the necessity to listen to His voice in the preached word of His messengers. When we listen to the voice of God, His messengers, then this is walking before God. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. But how can they listen to God? They can't hear God. They can... Uh, only prophets can hear God. Only only prophets came in and told them what they were to do. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways, would walk before God. And to walk before God is possible if you listen to the word of God. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries. The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to Him, but their fate would endure forever. He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat, and with honey from the rock I would have satisfied them. Psalm 81, 13-16, The ways of the Lord are the ways of the light of the Word that come from the mouth of God, the, the ways in which God Himself walks. To walk before the Lord is to walk the ways that the Lord Himself walks. And the word of God is addressed to the person who is a temple of the Holy Spirit, in whom God is vigilant over His word, so that it be fulfilled quickly. I will worship toward Your holy temple and praise Your name for Your loving kindness and Your truth, for You have magnified Your word above all of Your name. Psalm 138:2. The temple of the Holy Spirit is our body, and that is what whom to whom the word of God is addressed and that is where God magnifies his word above all his name his names and he's vigilant over this word, upon the condition that we also are vigilant over it if we are vigilant over it then he is also if we will not be he will not be vigilant over it he is vigilant because we are and vigilant means vigilant in prayer. That's confessing in prayer the truth that is in the heart. According to the mean of meaning of what we've written or what what is written in Scripture, to walk in the ways of the Lord is to walk in the light of the preached to us word of truth by those persons who do, who do not damage the word of of truth for their own benefit or their whims or the whims of those who listen to them. If we say that we are fellowship we are in fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ as Son cleanses us from all sin. 1
0: John 1.6-7
1: And so, however much you may say blood of Christ, blood of Christ, it won't work. It only works in the body. As I've explained previously, our body always Uh, blood circulates in our body constantly it doesn't cleanse our body say for a specific time and uh, and then stops sanctification is the process of our entire life while we live in this mortal body and we constantly need to have this sanctification but people think that they need to sanctify themselves for a specific period of time this doesn't happen the blood of Jesus works in the body you need to find a body such a church where the Lord is present, where there's God's order and a person whom God has placed, there the blood of Christ will cleanse a person by fellowship with one another. In another church where such an understanding is not present, then people will not have the opportunity, ability to be cleansed from their sins by the blood of Christ by in fellowship with one another. And so we need to keep in mind that to walk the ways that God walks is... It is necessary to listen to God with your heart and in your heart by the preached word of his messengers whom he has placed as a guard or doorkeeper upon his mountains. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns, your watchmen shall lift up your voices with your voice the, with their voices they shall sing together for they shall see eye to eye when the Lord brings back Zion Isaiah fifty-two seven eight. and so if we have God's order within the body of Christ in a specific church then the Lord will come there and he will be reigning in such a place because there God's order is present and there are people whom God has placed and not those that we have elected in a democratic way First, the mountains of God is the symbol of the Church of Saints, together with the person whom God has placed in in His nation, in the form of a watchman, in whose heart the teaching of of the elementary teaching of Christ is imprinted. In the twelve foundations of the wall of the great Jerusalem, who is able to hear. Uh, the voice of God in the Spirit. Second, the mountains of God are the promises of God that contain hope and trust, abiding within the heart of a holy nation, which allows them to walk the ways that God walks, which provides God with a legitimate foundation to reveal Himself in their heart in the form of a living shield, taking upon Himself the hits that are directed at them by their enemies. Amen. Our time is now up. We will continue... To study the next components of walking before God, we only covered six of them today, of how to walk before God, and the better we comprehend this, understand this, how to walk before God, the more successful will our growth in faith be. So let us now bend our knees and pray. And we will thank God for the word that we were able to receive today. Heavenly Father in the name of Jesus Christ I thank you together with your nation that you have become our living shield because you have taught us to walk in your ways and you have shown us how to walk before your face how to walk in the light of your words how we need to pray before the na- Before you, how to worship in spirit and in truth. Because without understanding and without worshiping in spirit and in truth, we won't be able to walk before your face. Because you will give salvation only to that nation that walks before your face. And only those people will will inherit the adoption of their bodies who walk before you. We thank you for these presented examples that you have shown in your word. And today we have accepted the promise for our spirit, for our soul and our body in the names of Shem, Ham and Japheth. And may your mercy be blessed. Today our Japheth is in the tents of Shem and has made Canaan his servant. And we thank you that we have given the members of our body as tools of righteousness and this is evidence of the fact that we walk before your face that we walk before you may your mercy be blessed for your nation now and forever may we stand upon all the powers of darkness our lusts and our passions all kinds of accusation that may be may the person not pay attention to this may he look at what is unseen concealed in his heart that shall become soon visible because god will soon make this invisible visible to the world and all nations we thank you for this glorious promise that we have concealed in our heart may it be grown into fullness of growth in christ and we thank you and we worship before you our great god son and holy spirit amen